0: Good evening, everybody. I am Straight Jacket Jim, and tonight I'm joined by Natty. Say hi, Natty. How are you going? Oh, How are you? I'm doing pretty good. How's things in sunny Adelaide?
1: Oh my God! It's it, you know, COVID. Yeah, it's, I know. It's a hell of a drug, right? Oh, <laughs> See,
0: back again. I just uh, it's it um must be must be a bit painful over there right now.
1: Uh, it is like we, I think we were quite a bit unaware because we had such a good run since um, you know, it first hit us. Mm. we we'd been in the clear. Our only positives were hotel quarantine. So we were just having a beautiful mm. ride. And then uh yeah, Sunday the news hit. Positive cases come leaked out through our medi hotels and mm. uh yeah, we're on lockdown for six days. So yeah. no going out for anything. And the worst thing
0: can't
1: get Uber Eats. Oh, no. No fast food delivery. Oh. I am so screwed.
0: <laughs> Gutted. But, um, but, yeah, it's, uh, it's good that, that uh, people have jumped on that so quickly over there because you, the, you don't want it dragging out for you know six to eight weeks. If you can isolate now and get it done and then get things uh, back to as close to normal as you can, that's that's the best thing.
1: Yeah, fingers crossed. We've yeah. had like overwhelming turnout at our testing centres, so yeah. I have no doubt we're going to get on top of this this quickly. That's cool.
0: Anyway, that's not what we're here to talk about tonight. Although no. we do wish all our uh, all the people tuning in from South Australia all the best, and everywhere around the world, if you're watching there, please stay safe. We are. We, we we do want to uh, want to see people get better and recover from from all this nastiness. So, but anyway, let's let's get into it. Let's play the theme music and get this show on the road. Here we go.
2: One, two, one, two, three. Game on! Game on! It's game time. Excellent!
1: Game on! Game on! It's game time. Excellent!
0: Yes, so if you weren't here earlier, I am Straightjacket Jim and we're joined tonight by Natty. Thank you so much for coming along tonight on a little bit of short notice, but I'm glad to have you.
1: Oh, no, no problem. Always happy to join and uh, be with the wonderful Goa community as we chat all things amazing and gaming. That's
0: it. I did notice you're already getting some comments on your wonderful shirt there.
1: Oh, yes. Mm. Got to gotta show some love, 80s love to That's the gremlins.
0: Repping the, reppin <laughs> the gremlins and the mogwai. Oh,
1: so, Yeah. <laughs>
0: Tonight on the show, we've got three things gamers need to hear. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Project X Cloud, Hyrule Warriors, which comes out for the Nintendo Switch this Friday, I think it is, 20th of November, that's Friday, isn't it? I think, uh, um, and also a chat with Jake Truman from World of Tanks about uh, the ANZ Premier League that they've gotten going on at the moment. $10,000 uh,
1: up for grabs oh, for those guys, yeah. awesome. <laughs> That's it.
0: Uh, I'm a bit bit gutted because Friday is normally my normal streaming night, and so I don't get to watch watch the game. So I'm uh, very keen to hear what what's going on in the the world of World of Tanks. Um, but first, we'll start to uh, start off talking about Project XCloud, or as it's been called now, cloud gaming with Xbox Game Pass. So um, a few Australians recently would have gotten an email about um, being a part of the beta, which I'm. Um, I was kind of keen to get in, get in on. Um, I wasn't to start with. I'm not a big, big fan of like gaming on the road. Like I've tried playing my Switch on the bus and whatnot, but this looks pretty darn cool, I must say.
1: Yeah. Yeah. All the initial stuff I've been seeing out on Twitter, everybody's been like, this is great, provided you've got an, a good internet connection. Yeah. It's just doing great guns so um i'm a little bit disappointed with my uh iphone that i can't mm-hmm. i can't join in on the fun with uh, yeah. everybody else but uh maybe a little bit down the line
0: yeah. drop bear saying he got game cloud that's awesome because that,
1: oh amazing it's, drop bear
0: yeah and i think i saw jana in our discord also got um got some of this they... yeah
1: well what have you been playing drop bear let us know mm. what you think
0: yeah but it's quite a quite an interesting thing because for a while and I keep going back to it, but there was an interview with Phil Spencer ages ago where he was saying he didn't see his competitors as Microsoft, I'm sorry, as Sony and Nintendo. He saw it more as like the Amazons and the Googles and only really in the lead up to the release of the Xbox series S slash Xbox series S have we really started to see what that means. And this, the project X cloud has been a big one of it. So, um, no, with their huge Azure data centres that they've got over in over on the east coast of Australia now. That's what's going to be running a lot of this. So for, for those that don't know um, Project xCloud is basically playing your games through your phone but all the calculations and everything are being done by Microsoft's massive server farm. So all that processing, your phone's not processing all that. Somewhere else is and they're just sending you the video. So it's it's quite, quite an interesting concept, and I notice as well there's a few other things that are starting to jump on board, like um, I think the last Nintendo Direct I saw, there was Hitman Cloud um, Edition and Control Cloud Edition, so they're also doing a lot of that sort of stuff too, but this one in particular I'm very interested in.
1: I'm always just so amazed that you can input something on your controller or your phone, whatever it might be. It sends off to some data center cloud thing somewhere else, mm-hmm. comes back and it can respond to what's going on on your screen at the same time. Like how all that happens in a split second, I, I have no idea. It still blows my mind.
0: Yeah, well, that, that, that's going to be the thing with it. It's going to, the latency of everything is going to be, uh, be the interesting thing, which is probably not going to be too bad if you're living on the East Coast, but... Um, like i I know for myself like i play the old republic which is a star wars mmo and the servers i have to play on are either in europe or in the states and i'm getting 300 millisecond ping all the time it's just a fact if you want to play that game that's that's what's going to happen um Mm. and i'm a little bit worried that living in perth on the other side of the country as well that that might might affect that but I would really like to still try it, especially with Games Pass. Like, it, uh, I still can't get over what a massive value that well, is. is.
1: Yeah, I saw somebody had posted a list of all the games that were going to be available on mm. XCloud, and it was a, it was I think 181 or 182 yeah. games. So it's it's just massive when you consider what you can take mm. on the road with you, like. Remember the old days where you take your like little DS and you have mm-hmm. like your little package that you take with you and all your little cartridges in there. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess going back to Game Boy as well. If you wanted to do mobile gaming, that was that was the way to do it. Now it's just you've yeah. got your phone and away you go. Oh, man.
0: I, I had an Atari Lynx and I must admit oh. I, lo- I love that because it had the color screen, but it was big. It was like this big, and mm. if you wanted to use it for longer than an hour, you had to get the battery pack, which took like eight cell batteries it's <laughs> ridiculously big um, but it's it's really interesting to see um, see Microsoft and where they're heading with this because it's it's um, only available for games Pass games and even with the beta it's it's only about 20 or 30 games I think I saw but there's some good titles on there that you can try with the beta um, uh where was I going with that I do have my own train of thought.
1: No, that's okay. It's mm. a lot of games to start oh. with. I I know the um, XCloud's already running in 22 countries and we're one of four trial countries running right now. Mm. So uh, obviously it's working and I think that our infrastructure seems to be holding up from the sounds of things. So mm. um, I'm just going to keep keeping my eye on Twitter and seeing what the feeds yeah. say and, and how everybody goes and, and I'll keep an eye on you, Trip Drop Bear. Let us know how you go with your uh, uh, gaming on your tablet because that'll mm. be
0: excellent like the tablet size is a nice size yeah that's um where was it i did have some oh yes i saw an article that i i was right re- when i was researching all this and then there were some tests done in the states that said um you could have i think it was a 25 meg connection on your phone and it ran pretty well so i i, I think i think for most people it's going to run pretty smoothly it's just going to be the latency mm-hmm. that will that will come into effect and make things a bit harder.
1: Uh, well, All good news so far. Fingers crossed it mm. uh, it keeps being promising because yeah. it's nice when we can kind of be with the rest of the world rather than being mm. so far behind on this stuff.
0: Yep. And I do like as well that um, any Bluetooth controller you can connect up to your phone and use because I was sitting there picturing that I was going to be having to hold onto my phone and use like my thumbs on the touchscreen to do stuff but – to, um, any Bluetooth controller, you can connect to it. And I even tested it today um, just in case I was able to get into the beta. Um, the Xbox Series X controller can connect to my phone via Bluetooth. It's just like the normal pairing that you do to pair the controller to the console. You just hold down that button, the little light flashes, and it'll pop up in your Bluetooth for your uh, for your phone, and you just connect How, it.
1: how easy is yeah. that?
0: And from from what I was reading as well, a lot of the later Xbox One controllers should as well. So I think the, the main thing that they were saying is if it's got a headphone jack on it, then it should mm. still connect via Bluetooth. Because a lot of the um, the earlier Xbox One controllers didn't have the headphone jack and you had to buy an adapter to to, to use it. Um,
1: oh, that sounds amazing. Yeah. Like all plug and play stuff is what we want. I, I don't want tech issues of having yeah. to like deal with multiple layers of things that yeah. could go wrong. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's right, and I think Microsoft have done their best to keep it as simple as, as they can, so I'm uh, very much looking forward to that. And see how it compares to other services. Like, we've um, we've always, like, well, we're looking at Stadio as the big one because that's been the big cloud gaming mm. sort of thing and how bad a launch it had and doesn't really seem to be improving. And, in fact, with Google's track record of scrapping things, I'm surprised they've stuck with it for as long as they have. Um, like Google Glasses sort of disappeared Um, and there's been a whole heap of little projects that that came up and just disappeared. But Stadia they seem to be trying things with, even if it's not a lot. But um, I didn't realise PS Now, like I'd heard of PlayStation Now, but I didn't realise that that was a similar sort of thing too. But once again, I haven't heard much about it.
1: Yeah, I tried PS Now at home just mm. kind of like an extra controller thing at home, but, like, the connection was never good enough for me to mm. to take it out and about. So it's yeah. it's a bit of a shame with that kind of stuff. But, uh, you know, as you said, infrastructure is always improving. Um, we do have a question from Ed and I have no idea if you know the answer because I know I don't. Um, is the controller able to be used on any app Play um, Store games?
0: I honestly don't know. I would... Has it a guess and say unless they were programmed for it, no. Um, yeah. Because every everything else, every other app would be expecting touchscreen inputs. So unless mm. unless the app was specifically programmed to take a controller, I don't think it would work. And I don't think there'd be that many games out there that would have done that. But,
1: yeah. No, I agree. I'm. Um, hmm.
0: But maybe something for future. Yeah, I might, I might test that after uh, after the podcast. See how we go. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just saying emulators on App Store will work. Okay, I must. Say, I haven't tried any uh, any emulators on the on the App Store. So, would, but that gets into very grey area there because, yeah, when you start using ROMs, they're not technically uh, so legal. <laughs> it's a yes. Little bit, yeah.
1: my my hearties. That,
0: that's that's it. We'll <laughs> we'll we'll, we'll, say, we'll just leave it at that for that one. But um. <laughs> but for those interested xCloud should be coming to um, Australia early 2021. So that's when the full release will be out. And pretty much all you'll need is a, a Games Pass Ultimate subscription. So if you've got that, then your all systems go.
1: And an Android phone.
0: Oh, and an Android phone. Actually, a Windows phone as well, but not that I've really seen that many of them. No. <laughs> not, uh, not iOS, though, because iOS doesn't like apps where you can just upload things independently.
1: No, mm. no, that, that causes some problems.
0: That's right. <laughs>
1: that's
0: cool. But yeah, on to game, well, oh, I think number two that gamers need to know. It's probably just a little one. It's a fun one for me because I really, love the, uh, I, I really love the Zelda series. That's probably no surprise to anybody. I'm a Nintendo fanboy for anybody that's been watching this channel for a while. I like my Mario's and my, my Zelda's. Um, but Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity launches on the Nintendo Switch this uh, this Friday. I'm pretty sure it's Friday. Are yeah, they,
1: yeah, it's, 20th this Friday. Oh, yeah. Cool.
0: It's, yeah, it's not that I don't know the release date. It's that I don't know what today's date is.
1: <laughs> yeah, today is the 18th. <laughs> but uh, people will be hearing the podcasts on the, on on the 20th. Fr- so right. they'll be able to go straight out to the
0: stores. Yeah, so I was quite... Um, Impressed with the demo, so Nintendo released a demo for Age of Calamity, which I played through on stream as well a couple of weeks ago, and it was it was actually really good fun. Like I played the the first Hyrule Warriors on the Wii U, and for those of you who don't know, it's a Dynasty Warriors style game. So it's designed so you go in and you battle a heap of enemies all at once, um, and that's what it is. You're defeating hundreds and hundreds of enemies in a level. And that, that's what the, the Dynasty Warriors is. and I So much have... fun. Just yeah, absolute it's... crowd control. Oh, yeah. But I, I will say that I didn't really like the first Hyrule Warriors. It felt too foreign to me. And that's probably why, because it was more like a Dynasty Warriors game than Zelda stuff. So it was a, like a Dynasty Warriors game with Zelda stuff skinned over the top.
1: Oh, so you hadn't played a Dynasty Warriors game before that No, then? no. Ah, so I, yeah. I
0: sort of knew little bits about it and had watched preview stuff for it, but hadn't played it. But coming into Age of Calamity, I had a lot of fun with it. And I must, when I was playing it, I had someone jump into, it, into the, the Twitch chat that was a Dynasty Warriors fan who was curious about it as well. And... He said he didn't like it because it was more Zelda than Dynasty Warriors, but I liked it because it was more Zelda than Dynasty Warriors.
1: So, what elements in it are more Dynasty War, uh, more Zelda now?
0: So, I think the the fact that they've based it in Breath of the Wild because the original High Warriors was just sort of let's chuck Zelda in there and make up some story to go with it, but this is a prequel to Breath of the Wild, and so. Oh. Even you get a heap of story that goes with it um, before the Great Calamity happens. So for those of who haven't played Breath of the Wild, you, you wake up and you find that you've been asleep for 100 years and that the Great Calamity Ganon has taken over Hyrule pretty much. So this is yeah. showing that how that's going to happen. Um, but it's also bits and pieces like it takes from Breath of the Wild. So there was a couple of times in there where I got a flurry rush. So if you do a perfect dodge... You it suddenly goes into slow motion, and you just get a really quick attack in a flurry on an enemy. So they've taken that from mm. Breath of the Wild and put it in there. They've taken some things like shield surfing and made it a special attack for Link.
1: Oh, um, that's cool!
0: Yeah, and and there's just there's a lot of really cool stuff. So it to me it was still a a little on the ridiculous side, but that's the way that these games are. Like it's yeah. big big attacks that we we'll just wipe out scores of enemies at once but oh. it was so much fun
1: there is nothing more satisfying yeah. than playing a Dynasty Warriors or Hyrule Warriors game and just mowing down enemies like they're nothing oh, like yeah. it's one of one of my cathartic games at the end of the day kind of thing mm-hmm. um i did want to ask you cuz you've played the demo what's mm-hmm. the draw distance like because i know there was a little bit of criticism on the switch that you know you couldn't see very far the depth of um, how many enemies were around you was that the fog was quite significant.
0: <laughs> I'm trying trying to remember because when it came to like when the game opens in Hyrule field so you've got a pretty big distance there but I was kind of focused on what was in front of me immediately yeah. but I never really lost track of the enemies and then after that like when you were fighting the, for the command posts and things like that that they sort of felt like the whole thing felt a bit more closed in. So, um, but oh, I, yeah, I, I never really had a problem with spotting the enemies. They, I, oh, that's good. Although, that said, I can remember a time when there was a part in the mission where you had to kill three moblins, and they were the moblins are big and you should be able to see them. But I, I do remember now having a bit of trouble going, Well, the dot says it's over there, and that's not that far away now. But I still can't oh. see him, and so they actually, yes, there was was a little bit. Now that I've talked it through and and remembered, so yeah, the draw distance yeah. was a bit low, but that probably reflects the processing power of the switch and and how,
1: yeah.
0: how um like even in Breath of the Wild, if you had too much grass going in Breath of the Wild, the the switch would chug. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah I remember they were saying when you were playing in um, off docked mode that mm. uh, the grass would cause you some some frame rate drops, so yeah. um, i was just inter- very interested to see how the new one performs, if they, like, optimised it a little bit mm-hmm. more, maybe had less enemies or uh, took out a little bit of definition to to kind of balance that out a bit, but uh, we'll see when the full version comes out on Friday.
0: That's right, yeah. Unfortunately, um, I'm not going to be picking it up at launch, but I will pick it up at some point. I've got, oh, no! Well, I've got Why not? Much, I've got too much else to play right now. Oh. Got, I'm still going through Valhalla, which <laughs> Every time I sit there, like the other night, I, we got to about six o'clock at night. I think it was on, actually, it was last week after my 24-hour stream, so my, my sleep cycle was still a bit out of whack. So it was like Thursday night, I am sat down and started playing it, and I knew it was getting late, I've, but I thought it was like midnight, one in the morning, and then I finally looked at the clock, and I've gone, oh, it's four in the morning. I should go to bed.
1: <laughs> but I still, oh, that's always a good sign for a game, when like oh, you're playing it until four o'clock in the morning and don't know what time it yeah. is.
0: But it's like it's those open world type games, and that's where I I will say, all right, well, I need to go there. I could fast travel straight there, but no, there's stuff to do on the way, so I'm going to go mm. there and hit all these things and like do this zigzag path to to get there. And then by the time you actually get there, you know, it's three hours later, and you've done all this extra shit in the middle. Oh
1: man, unpopular opinion: I mm. do not like open world games at all. Like, I just get overwhelmed by how much there is to do and I'm like, oh, this game's going to take me more than 30 hours to play. I'm just going to go chuck it in the corner. (laughs)
0: It it is something that, like, I knew it was going to be a big game and I don't like playing a lot of, like, really big games because I don't have the time to sit there and and sink 30, 40 hours into just one game. When you, you work Monday to Friday... You, and it's just it's too much time to put take out of your day, or take out of your week to be able to do it. So that's why I generally play things that, like Mario Maker, where you can just pick it up and just go ba 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 done. And, yeah. Yeah. Put it down when you need to. Which coincidentally, <laughs> um, I do want to point this out. I'm, I'm oh yeah going to go back to Xbox again, but um, over the weekend I was playing uh The Force Unleashed, which. People would have seen me playing on stream as well. But one thing that I was very interested to see after I turned it off after playing it on Sunday, I went back to it last night and I booted in and it was right where I left it. So, like, oh. yeah, uh, which I was a little bit surprised about because I, I didn't think the Xbox would do that. So, this is a, I've turned it off, I've left it for a couple of days, and then I've come back in. And I'm exactly in the same spot. My characters at the start of this mission. I didn't have to go through any of the the game startup screens and it was just there. Oh. yeah. That's it,
1: it, really interesting. I'm wondering if it's set up for all games like that.
0: I think it might be. I, I don't I, I don't think it'll be the quick resume stuff because that's slightly different. So that's if you have a few games going at the same time you can drop in and out and and still be at the same spot. but I just remembered where I was. And even what was I playing? I took my Xbox out to my 4K TV and was playing Assassin's Creed on it and then brought it back in to my streaming room. And when I turned it back on, this was after being unplugged from power with no power to it, and it just booted up and was at exactly the same spot again.
1: How good is that? Oh, my God. You know, those precious seconds that you waste loading up your save files. Oh, yeah.
0: They're so important for busy gamers. Oh, yeah. So good.
1: Oh, um Menthonzo's Mithensi- just been uh, giving me some grief in chat about uh, open world games just saying he doesn't know how I'd go in in an MMO. I'm like <laughs> I don't play MMOs for that very reason, sir. <laughs> I do I do um have a bit of a problem with the not seriously, but, you know, game addiction. Like, I, I was I was nearly seriously addicted to Animal Crossing. So I, I am not oh, wow. ever going to touch a um, MMO if I can and help it. Um. <laughs> cool.
0: No worries. So I've just seen it pop up on my screen. So um, Jake from uh, World of Tanks is waiting for us. So we might get him in and we'll have a chat about the, uh, the ANZ Premier League for World of Tanks. So let's get that
1: um, in. Excited. I've got to love always the loading and the swapping and the flicking.
0: Hello, Uh, Jake. Hello. Oh, there you are. How are you doing, Jake? Oh, Oh. Oh, hang on.
1: I did hear a voice for a second.
0: Hello,
2: are you there, Jake? Start. Oh, there we go. go. Hey. I've got you back.
0: Yep. Bit bit of a quick. uh,
2: I'm lurking. That's it. I'm the fa- I'm, the, fan- I'm the, the I'm the f- Phantom of the Zoom meeting. <laughs> <laughs> How Have you been? There you go? Yeah, I'm good, thanks, mate. I'm good. I, it's it's been a it's been a busy couple of months since since mm-hmm. I last chatted to you. And mm. uh, I've, I've got a smile on my face. So oh, that's no, good. Very
0: pleased. That's really good. So um, we're joined here by Natty. Um, you should be able to hear her. It's, I can hear <laughs> her. Yes. How are yes, you Nat? That's good. Good. So, we've got a bit of technical wizardry going between Discord and Zoom right now. So, it's. Uh, I see. No yeah. worries. So, that, that's all good. But um, for those of you in chat or listening to the podcast, we are joined by Jake Truman, who's the product manager for World of Tanks. And um, wow, it's been an exciting time for you guys with the, the ANZ Premier League happening at the moment. Yeah,
2: a- a- absolutely. As I was kind of alluding to, be busy couple of months that, that we've had. Probably, you know, uh, definitely the busiest um, since I started being a product manager and probably since I, I've been at Wargaming. But uh, mm. it's it's a good feeling to have because everything has gone incredibly well. The community has been amazing. The tournament has been amazing. I'm sure I'll be able to tell you much more detail mm. about it shortly. But uh, TLDR, yeah, it, it's, it's been a busy couple of, of months as you know on top of 10th anniversary of, of the game third mm-hmm. anniversary of the server mm-hmm. Premier League isn't the only thing we've been doing recently but um, yeah look looking forward uh, to the end of the year as I'm <laughs> sure I could speak on behalf of pretty much the entire planet with that sense of hundred
0: <laughs> percent
1: yeah. 2020
0: get out of here that's, uh...
1: yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so last time we spoke I think we spoke just after round two had finished. Uh, yes. And, and so I, I know from the bits that I was paying attention to, Perth won't go on too well, but I was happy to see they've climbed the ladder a bit there. So is there a, how, how's it all gone as, a, as the, the competition's progressed?
2: Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, I'm I'm disappointed not to be bringing you the the fairy tale story with Perth because they like like you say they they climbed from pretty much they had a rough start Mm -hmm. and then they climbed all of their way through through the season, made their way into a playoff spot at one stage, but were denied in the second last battle of their final game. They had to at least beat. The Melbourne Matildas, yes. who hadn't gotten a win all season and were sitting with a solitary point on on the bottom mm. of the table, uh, and then and then they pulled the uh, the turnaround of, of the season to to come back and and deny Panthers that that playoff spot. But um, yeah, they... I think that re- that really <laughs> speaks to how well the whole kind of tournament has gone because in in that same. In that same round, the final round of the season, we also had uh, the Adelaide Action X, who were second from from the bottom, upset the the formerly undefeated minor premiers in the Brisbane Bulldogs. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I think it was it was really good to see it kind of come down to the the wire because that's really what we were kind of going for with you know team structure and the balance and everything. So, yeah, it, it's really really made for a, a few exciting stories.
0: Yeah, I was a bit gutted looking over the results there and I saw the Matildas had pulled out the Hail Mary win right at the end. I go, no, come on. Could have been there. Oh,
2: absolutely. No, oh. And, and that's it because, you know, Panthers were, were really kind of, you know, bringing that comeback story and, and coming through with that. But but I must say it w- was nice to see the Ducks get up um, mm. in, in that last match. They've, they've had a great spirit and, and a great mentality uh, mm. despite their position on the leaderboard. So mm. I, I thought it was a very well-deserved
0: win for them. That's good. So... Uh, what, I was looking at the um the results so just entertain me for a second here because uh, this is me with my wishful thinking and trying to change things that have already happened but of course if, if Perth had beaten Matildas and mm. they'd gotten that extra point they would have finished on four, uh, four wins th- three draw three sorry, yeah three draws and two losses which would have put them mm. on the same points as the Auckland archers. So what yes. would have happened in that sort of a case? Do you have like a goal difference type? Yeah, character?
2: yeah. A- absolutely. So we 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 basically have like a round difference. So mm-hmm. obviously each each series or you know, each matchup consists mm-hmm. of four battles across two maps. So that obviously allows them to generate the tie, but it also allows us to count total battles for and battles against. So that is the the secondary the secondary metric in in the instance that archers and bulldogs finished on the same points which was Mm -hmm. which was looking likely in one of the scenarios we would have taken the direct matchup result which actually Mm -hmm. saw the the archers beat the panthers and i think speaking to you know your your hindsight and and what could have happened there i think Mm -hmm. that's very interesting because they the archers i think that was actually their first game of the season it was in round two and they had just come off the bye and panthers Mm -hmm. were still struggling a little bit to to find their feet so they archers were very lucky to to get that match up at that time of the season because i think honestly as as we saw the panthers kind of you know find their form if, if the archers had faced off with them towards the end of the season um it, it would have been a different story because actually that's kind of what happened with with Auckland is they had uh you know i i, I don't want to call them the easier teams but the teams that were in the the lower half of the table at the start mm-hmm. of the season so they had very they were looking very very strong mm-hmm. but what was kind of like the elephant in the room was that they were still yet to face the Sydney Scorpions the the Sentinels and the the Brisbane Bulldogs who all occupied those top 3 spots so mm-hmm. it was very interesting to kind of see all all of the movement throughout the season
0: mm. It was good to see as well. I, I went through and had a look at the games, and there wasn't a lot of those 4 0 blowouts either. Like, I, I think out of the 36 games, there are only eight 4 0 win, well, wins or 4 0 wins/ defeats. So it was great to see that there was still that sort of closeness of competition, too.
2: Mate, we're going to have to get you in as our expert statistician next season. You're, you're pulling some figures okay. out that I haven't even crunched yet. So, mate, I'm good. I, I think I'm good we good might be numbers, bringing Game Oz, yeah. <laughs> Game Oz as the uh, you know as as the board post match to to discuss you know all the mm. play by plays and everything. But yeah, um, yeah no, no, it, it has been you know super interesting, kind of as as the season has progressed because you know a, a lot of those matchups is kind of. come as a surprise as teams have sort of found their form and as i was saying to you when when we first chatted about this that was one of the the massive objectives for us was to basically kind of get rid of any foregone conclusions Mm -hmm. Um, one of the one of the things that's been happening with our our colleagues in north america is they're also running a, a 5v5 community style tournament and the sentiment from the north american players uh, that have been coming into our chat and watching was that you know you could almost pick the playoff teams before the season even started based on you know who they knew from clans and, and who was stacked up together and everything so mm-hmm. that that would have been similar if we had adopted the same kind of strategy here you know as, as a 10-year get a game kind of mm-hmm. progresses that the good get better and you know the the middle kind of stay in the middle if they are left to their own devices. So mm-hmm. kind of throwing them in all together has been really exciting because it, it, it hasn't come down to, I suppose, out-and-out skill uh, of an individual performer. It's more come down to how a team has been able to work together and, you know, find that chemistry and, and find that balance. And I think... The, the minor premiers, the Brisbane Bulldogs really speak to that because, and no disrespect, I've, I've got some, some good friends in, in the Dogs, but uh, I, I think if you had asked any of our, our community members, they, they probably wouldn't have, have picked them to do as well as they did because they didn't really have, you know, those, those talisman players in, in our community. But to the credit of, of Ravi and Tomark and, and the guys in the dogs, they, they really just knew how to work with the community, work with the players they had, and and really bring out the best of them, which is is ultimately what is what has gotten them to number one spot. Mm.
0: Well that's it. Sometimes you realize you, you find along the way that you might have a team of champions, but it's not the same as a championship team.
2: That's exactly mm-hmm. right. A- absolutely. And and I think that's that's something that, you know, I, I married at first sight has absolutely ruined the term social experiment but um that that was definitely an element of, of what we wanted to kind of explore here because you know as i was saying 10 year old game a, a lot of the you know the friend groups and the clan groups become somewhat insulated mm. as as time progress. but you know that this is ANZ where, you know, we're a, we're a pretty small community relative to the global gaming space. So I always like to imagine, you know, the player base we have in Australia and New Zealand is like a small country town in the sense that everybody knows everybody, regardless of, you know, whether you've held a grudge with somebody or, or not, you're still going to come across them quite regularly. So a- another big element of this was just kind of reminding everybody that despite the fact, you know, that they, they may have been in the same plans for a while. There's a lot of incredible talent among the the player base, and and there's a lot of friendships still still to be forged, which um which you know was exciting to see as well. All, also, you know contributes to to a little bit of a little bit of spice and a little bit of drama, mm. but um you know or all, all, all makes for a fantastic season to watch.
0: That's it. entertaining stuff to see there. Um, mm. one thing I did notice was that um North Sydney Sentinels didn't have any losses. That was they. Yeah, they that's didn't. that's a quite an, an interesting draw. Like four wins, four draws. And that's uh
2: yeah. And and, and- yeah, it was, and it was interesting because, um, you know, a couple of players in their team, I was speaking to them, I think their their first three or four matches were all draws. It was taking them quite a while to to pull a dub um, from, from one of their games. And I, I remember one of their players was, you know, was getting frustrated because, you know, if you ask any of the captains of the team how they think they're going to go in their upcoming match, they all tell me that it's got to be a 4-0. <laughs> um, so, you know, very, very easy to, to um, kind of shake up those expectations. But... I, I think, you know, one, one of the, the big elements uh, about the, the success of the Sentinels in, in that strategy is not only, uh, you know, they, they they may be missing two points, you know, from from a draw, you know, out of a possible three, but they're also withholding two points from all of the teams that they're, they're playing as well. And I think that's what was able to get them over the line as they they pulled draws against, I think they drew against Panthers. I think they drew against the the Bulldogs as well from them. But, you know, as, as the season kind of progressed, the, the, the points that they withheld from those other top teams were, were just as important as, you know, the the single point from, from the draws they were getting in the early season.
0: Yep. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. And, and in the end, it did them well. Like uh, Brisbane, the Bulldogs who only had one more win than I only finished one point above them in the end as well. So it's, yeah it, it does it like it brings brings out the mathematician in me i was always the best at maths and sciences as, as a kid at school and and all these sorts of numbers do uh, do really interest me like just just for the record as well out of the 36 games i said there was 8 4 0 losses mm. There were 18 3 1 results and 10 2 2 results for so, yeah
2: interesting it's, and and it's funny that you mentioned that as well i'm definitely you're sending me this yeah. this stats report by the way i am loving it um <laughs> What what's funny about that is the I think it was the first night and the first couple of weeks we were seeing as kind of teams were you know finding their feet and you know getting used to the five v five and the map structure and and each other really almost every game was going to the defensive side so our 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 matches basically play um, on a map. And it's you know a game of two two halves basically. So mm. one team picks their home map, as it were, and then we have an attack and defense. And then the other team, we play the other team's home map, attack and defense. So in those first two weeks, it was almost always going towards the defensive side, and and it was looking like. There was going to be very much like a defensive meta in in the league, but uh, as you know, as we kind of progressed and, and strats got a bit more creative and, and teams got a bit more confident, you know, you, you started to see the results. So, yeah, a- again, uh, you know, uh, you sound like uh, myself and my boss because we, one of the big things that we wanted to do with this was to kind of bring those stats and and, mm-hmm. and the the stories that you can pull from from particular statistics and, and linking that all together you know in into the forefront of this game because you know yeah. our players in random battles they love finding out you know their, their accuracy rating their penetration rating mm. damage per game you know shots hit shots bounced it, it's very much crunching crunching the numbers so we you know that that's as almost as exciting to you know the number heads like yourself and mm. and me to to watch a, as the games themselves
0: yeah and and we it. We touched on it a little bit the last time we spoke as well about how, how do you get the interest of eSports, which typically if you watch something, it's fast-paced. You don't quite know what's going on. And even the the more sort of accessible eSports like League of Legends, um, which had their worlds recently, which I watched for the first mm. time as well, Um mm. And how do you make that more accessible? And you've done some really great things there by, name. first of all, I reckon naming the, the teams after cities is just a masterstroke because everybody will go, I have no idea which team to follow, but this one's named after my city, so I'm going to go for them. Um, yeah. And, and even to the point where, where you've mixed up the players like and made an entry, it's made some, some unpredictable outcomes that you, you wouldn't have picked at the start of the season.
2: Yeah, that, that's exactly right. And I think, you know, those two elements there, thank you for calling it a masterstroke, by the way. Yeah. I'll, I'll definitely at <laughs> that later. Uh, <laughs> um, no, I, like, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I'm not going to pretend like I'm the first person to, to you know, put a, a sports team representing mm-hmm. a, a city, but I think it, it surprises me uh, as somebody who is so interested in sports and esports that we don't see it as much in Esports mm. tournaments, you know, you, you you're starting to see it a bit with the the Call of Duty League, and obviously the Overwatch League did their big song and dance a, a, about it, you know, a, a while back. But yeah, I think it's very hard for for esports to engage the you know the the fence sitter as it were or Mm. just like the casual the casual sports viewer um and and that's one of the easiest ways to just kind of like identify a team whether whether it's you know your home state or your your favorite color Mm. or something like that i I think i mentioned it in last time we chatted the the reason i follow chelsea in the english premier league is because when i was four years old they were the first team that i saw that wore a blue outfit Mm. that was my favorite color 22 or something years later still my favorite color still my favorite team so you know i think that that's what really kind of allowed it to be a bit more accessible to our our incoming viewers um which actually i'll, I'll throw a stat back at you out of the the eighty thousand unique viewers we had um across the entire tournament if if i remember 95 percent were outside of our core audience so we're we're effectively engaging the the you know world of tanks or the world of tanks channel for for the first time, and a massive shout out to, to our community manager Vondel because he's got a, a great relationship with Twitch and was able to get us some uh, some you know spotlight time on, on the front page, which which certainly helped. But I think you know it, we've been on the front page before and haven't had that response before. And I think you know a lot of that was just it was just a, a little bit more accessible. You could kind of you know pick things up within the first couple of minutes without having to you know watch four hours and and really kind of you know understand the whole game before you understood what was going on.
0: That's right. Yeah. And and it is a, like, it does have its nuances to it, but it's a reasonably easy game to watch. It's tanks shooting at each other. What's, yeah, you, know, you say, all right, don't go over that hill or he's going to shoot you type thing. You know, it's, it's, it's an easy game to sit there and, and watch, which is a draw card for any esports. So you're not worried about which abilities are being used now. Yeah. You get, you get to the, the resource management side of things and it gets a little more complicated, but it's, for, for an entry-level esport it's it's a very easy one to watch and i'm, I'm glad that you've had that that success especially 95 outside of your core audience that's a pretty good stat damn good actually. yeah no yeah.
2: very very happy with that because and i think you know that that's obviously the the other i think challenge with with esports in in general is is engaging your your core audience or outside of your core audience as it were because mm. You know, generally, the, the the people who are most interested in, in the highest echelon of play, the highest level of skill, are the are the people who understand it, and that's something that's you know prevalent in esports. I think much much more than than regular sports because you've got the gaming element and the digital mm-hmm. element. So, yeah, it, it was it was a really exciting start to see, and it was was really reassuring as you know as we look to next year and and, and start to plan season two because um it, it's it's quite clear to see that the the appetite is is there for it. Mm-hmm.
0: so have you got any particular mvp players that that you've seen out there that have pulled off some particularly stunning plays
2: Mm, it's hard to say that there's like because coming from it as as a product manager and and somebody who was formerly a community manager like i've spoken a lot to the players and the captains personally so so a lot of my mvps are the guys, you know, the captains of the teams who have been working, you know, super hard behind the scenes, just, just bringing the teams together or supporting the leagues and stuff like that. One of, one of the, the guys I have to give a, sh- a shout-out to in, in that respect is, is the captain of the, the Panthers team um, because he was able to, to manage the, the difficulty of, of the start of their circumstances mm-hmm. so well. Uh, and I think, you know, like to, to see how close they got to, to basically getting into the playoff really speaks to, to how well he handled that um it's interesting that um that you say in terms of stats because one of the guys who was by the numbers you know the highest damage per game player couldn't really kind of engage with with the format and was kind of really struggling with with the team mock-up and stuff so it, it, you know, in terms of like your your MVP by the numbers, it, it, you know, it definitely leans one way. But but for me, the the MVPs were were the guys who really just kind of, you know, stuck in and and mm-hmm. you know brought their team together or, or brought you know yeah, It's really interesting. We've got a Discord server uh, for all the players, so we can coordinate match fixtures, and they can you know you know mm-hmm. use team comms and stuff like that. And you, you regularly see, and I think this speaks to the whole, you know, small town nature of the community, you you regularly see them, you know, wishing each other luck before the game, having having a friendly conversation afterwards, talking about what they could have done better when they were in a 1v1 or something like that. So I, I'm I'm gonna be like a proud mother hen and I'm yeah. gonna say I love all of my children equally. Um <laughs> and yeah, they are all MVPs. That's, to that's me.
1: good. That's good as well. <laughs> Aww, <laughs> yeah. That's <a> sweet. <laughs> mm
0: but well, that's what that's what's great about when you come together with these communities like we ran a Rocket League tournament ourselves and it ended up being fairly small but when the teams weren't playing they were hanging out in a group chat and all just talking together and and that's really amazing when you see your community and especially on a bigger scale like the the World of Tanks ANZ Premier League it's with players just doing that it's just heartwarming
2: yeah, uh, absolutely. And, and these are the guys, like I say, you know, who, who have been in opposing clans for, for several years or something mm. like that, who or who, you know, were rivals in, in former esports or something, or, you know, a- again, who were in the same team or same clan previously, who are now at odds because of the state they're representing and mm. stuff like that. So it, it, it's just really nice to see, you know, that, that camaraderie and that sportsmanship because, you know, like it, it's just... Yeah, I guess it's just heartwarming because, you know, tensions can definitely flare. There's definitely a bit of drama involved, you know, as always. But but at the end of the day, these guys are, are all here and participating because they, they love this game and they care for this community and they want to see it continue to succeed. So mm-hmm. it, it's been really kind of encouraging to, to see that as well because at the end of the day, this, you know, you know success side on Twitch and, you know team colors and camouflage and, and all that aside, this was going to live or die on on whether they were going to buy into it so it was it was really great to see considering that you know like they they weren't able to to pick their teams and play with their friends you know we weren't putting them in the most comfortable circumstances but they still you know went went all out to engage with it which is really awesome
0: that's brilliant so we're now getting to the pointy end though we're entering playoffs this Friday so two weeks mm. of uh, of of playoffs there what what's the format that you guys are using? So you said the top four are playing off, but so is it one plays four and two plays yes, three? Yes, that's correct. Well, yeah.
2: One one to four and two to three, which which makes it uh, makes it a spicy matchup in that in that two to three slot because mm. we've got the the Sydney derby, yeah. uh, and and the the those who who know our players and know our communities know that there there are there are two players in in each of those teams. Um, who who have had a long-standing rivalry. So this is just is av- having everyone in our community absolutely like salivating at, at the prospect of, of watching this. So yeah, you've got you've got one place four. So you'll have you'll have Brisbane Bulldogs playing the Auckland Archers, and then mm-hmm. the two Sydney teams facing off. So it's a slightly different structure because now we're in playoffs. We can't really have a draw. Mm-hmm. So it's a it's a best of seven instead of uh, a series of, of four matches now so it can come down to a tiebreaker but mm-hmm. uh that will uh you know time will tell what's going to happen there and you know things kick off this friday at 7 p.m on the well, the tanks ANZ twitch channel so
0: so, so that's 7 Europe p.m well. Australia, australian eastern that, Spain, yes yeah. that's right i yes.
2: forgot you're in wa and yeah. i forgot that i have to juggle it, five times no, time. right. so that's it, 7 it, p.m it, AEDT.
0: yeah Cool. Yeah. No, it was on my list of questions to ask because I knew it was six o'clock, but I wasn't sure if you were sticking with the six o'clock with daylight savings. Yeah. Or so, it, so, yeah. so
2: we did have to shift the, mm. to the the 7 p.m. start. And that's that's always been a, a delight, both as a community manager and a product manager <laughs> to, to yeah, basically, you know, cover a, a community of two countries that spans five time zones. It, mm. it makes it, Pretty tricky when, uh, New, uh, when New Zealand are playing Perth, and, and oh, we're trying yeah. to find a, a time that suits are they, both teams.
0: What are they uh, like, especially New when are like six hours ahead of Perth now, I think. Yeah, that's exactly that right, crazy. and it's
2: funny because there's a Kiwi in the Perth team, and there's a WA player in one of the Kiwi teams. Oh, wow. <laughs> So you know, just we just really wanted to to make sure that we had the difficulty level set to mm. the you know to ultra nightmare yeah. as it, as it were. I, I just finished mm. playing Doom 2016, so that's that's firmly in my in my memory. <laughs> uh,
0: just quietly, you have got something good to look forward to in Doom Eternal. I love that game. Oh mate,
2: so mate. Speaking of salivating, yeah, uh, yeah. after I finish that game, I'm I'm absolutely champing at the bits mm. to get started there. But I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna I'm gonna pace myself. I've, got to, I've still got to get one of those uh, fancy Xboxes that's sitting off to your uh, oh, yes, my that, uh, left, yes, my right. Yes, yes. <laughs> pretty precious.
0: Pretty, yes. <laughs> pretty, pretty sweet. We were just talking earlier about it, man. This quick resume function, man. I've, I've had it out on my big TV, which is the 4K TV, unplugged it, brought it back in here, booted it up, and my game has still been at the same spot where I left it on the other TV mental yeah but anyway we're but not between even...
2: that between that on xbox and you know the the dual sense on ps5 mm-hmm. it's it's i'm i'm very excited i've all yeah. i've always been a passionate console gamer at heart yeah. went back from my uh, my re- retail days back at eb and, yeah. and game but anyway let's stop yeah, talking so about talk about xbox and playstation that, that's I'm right
0: really <laughs> we already spent the first like 15 minutes of this one talking about project x cloud but we'll um, <laughs> we'll keep going we keep going we're talking about world of tanks now so um, we certainly are so after the the one V4 and two V3 match, I guess is it the winners from both of those obviously would go on to the grand final? Are you doing like a yes. bronze medal match as well?
2: No. So, so we were looking at, at exploring a, a bronze medal match, but because we, we did the initial, um, well, the prize pool's 10,000 mm-hmm. AUD, uh, and we, we split it evenly for the third and fourth team. So mm-hmm. we didn't think that, you know, there was, you know, they can definitely play for pride, but there wasn't a, you know, kind of like a financial incentive as to, to go for the third spot. So instead of a, um, Instead of a, a, a play for third, we'll be having an exhibition match oh, with nice. myself and four of my other Wargaming clansmen facing off against five of our community contributors uh, in what we're calling the Ouija's versus CC's showdown. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That'll be cool. <laughs> but yeah. So, and you, you were mentioning the, um, the prize at $10,000. That's a really awesome prize pool for that. What's, what's the breakdown? What are the winners of the, the whole shebang walk away with?
2: Yep, absolutely. So the the winning team will take six thousand of of that ten thousand dollar chunk. So that works out to effectively be a thousand dollars for each each player on the team, should mm-hmm. they want to split it uh, in, impartially. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then you've got, I think it's two thousand dollars for the second place team, and then one correct one uh, k a piece for for third and fourth. Yeah. So yeah, de- definitely, you know, exciting to be bringing. A cash prize pool back mm. in, into World of Tanks. I think it's it's definitely something that that you know whether you like it or not, it definitely adds a kind of a lot of legitimacy to to mm. the esports uh, and kind of elevates it more than you know mm. giving away in-game prizes or or peripherals. But speaking of actually, in addition to the to the prize pool, our fantastic sponsors at HyperX will be giving each of the finalists one of these amazing World of Tanks custom HyperX keyboards, um, which we designed with them. So it's got uh, twenty. I think it's about twenty-five custom keys that are okay. all, you know, World of Tanks bounded keys that have got special icons on them and, and everything. So definitely, I, I'd say you know, well and truly, the, the cash money mm. is is first and foremost in, in everyone's mm. mind. But um, they they certainly won't be walking away empty-handed at
0: all. No, that's that's awesome. The HyperX can get on board with that. I see. Um, recently as well, you had a partnership with um, Ironside Coffee Company as well. That sounds pretty cool.
2: Yeah, it is. That, that launched uh, this week and, and it probably seems like a bit of a weird flex, but okay on, on surface <laughs> level. But, um, we, we've, we've been talking to the uh, amazing folks at Ironside for, for a good while now. They're obviously uh, a husband and wife team. Both of them served in the military, uh, Ben and Naomi. They have 30 years of, of service between them. Ben is actually a former tank commander. So we, you know, we, we've been friends with them for a while. They, they've been stocking the coffee in, in the Wargaming Sydney office for, you know, a while. Obviously, haven't, haven't really been using the Wargaming Sydney coffee machine in, in the kitchen since about... March, sadly, but um, got my got my own little section of mm-hmm. Ironside Coffee at home. But yeah, we we I, I kind of threw it out there as as I as I often like to do in any sort of meeting. I'll just pitch the most you know insane, ridiculous idea that I can I can think of, and then it kind of just gets tempered down until yeah, so, yeah. I, I accept a compromise. But
0: sounds I, like I you and Pete get along really well. Half of, that, half <laughs> of the stuff we do start with Pete coming in, going, "I've got an idea." Yeah
2: that's it that's it that's the best way to approach any sort of meeting whether it whether it inspires excitement or sheer panic it's you know it keeps people on their (laughs) (laughs) toes but um yeah no so so Ironside have been great and and you know my crazy idea in in one of our early meetings was why don't we do uh, a collaborative coffee but I I didn't really want to make it Very tokenistic Uh, I I love when brands collaborate but I hate when it's just like oh we'll slap our logo on your thing and you slap Mm -hmm. your logo on our thing and then you know we'll jack up the price and that that, that'll do us so what we've done with Ironside is we've um, we've sourced the beans from from East Timor um, which obviously the, the Australian military have had a, had a long-standing relationship mm-hmm. with, not only in, in deploying, but but supporting over, over the years. Free um, trade, I saw so as
0: well. In the,
2: free trade, the, yeah. uh, single origin, supporting local growers and, and all that kind of stuff, uh, which is which is really amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've, my family ha, has gone over to East Timor a few times to, to help on the ground there, so I've always been passionate about the, the country. But on top of that, um, all profits... From the every every single bag sold, 100% of the profits will be donated to Legacy Australia, which is an amazing charity uh, that helps military families and you know families of, of veterans who have returned with injuries or sadly not returned at all. You know, basically try and find some semblance of, of normalcy in in their life. So this is a charity that you know Ben and Naomi mm-hmm. are, are very passionate about, uh, as you know, return service people themselves and. The, the guys at Legacy have been amazing too. I was speaking to Scott War, who is their their chairman, happens to be a tank commander himself or, or was back in the day. I love that every single partnership I've I've, you know, managed to to pull up over the past couple of years, they just happen to be a tank commander. I swear I'm not doing this intentionally, but it, it, it's it's a it's a welcome it's a welcome passive benefit. But um, yeah, the, the guys at Legacy have been amazing. Ironside have been amazing, and this coffee tastes pretty good as well. So, so that's that's certainly you know, nice. I guess the main thing really. <laughs>
0: yeah, that that is very important. I also like the um the double meaning of the name as well. Like the uh, uh, abbreviated to APCR, which uh, is Arabica Premium Coffee Roast, but in the military, it also stands for Armor Piercing Composite Round. So that's, that's, that's... I do like that.
2: That uh, was when, when I, when we were, again, we were doing the brainstorming for the, the name, you know, we were talking about like Commander's Cup or Tank Fuel or, or something like that. And I, I was able to get, you know, Arabica and Premium down and then we just spent the rest of the day working out how we could get CR to, to tie into it as well. So <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what you know, it was it was it was begging for an answer. So yeah. you know, we we were locked in the brainstorming room until that was sorted. But um, yeah, it, it's definitely an, inspired a chuckle out of, out of a lot of our players because um that is that is the armor or the the shell type in, in World of Tanks that uh, seems to have a coating of salt on it as well. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Nice. So that's, that's so amazing. Here in the work you're doing there, and that the hundred percent of the profits from it are going to Legacy, which is a very very good charity. They look look after the returned servicemen and women uh, families too. So that's that's really amazing. Um, no, thank you so much. So playoffs start this Friday, seven p.m. Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time. Um, on the World of Tanks ANZ Twitch page. So be sure to tune in there. I'm sure it'll be exciting. And and then tuning in next week as well, where you can see the grand final and our, our wonderful exhibition match that I'm sure is going to be amazing.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. I, I hope to see you there in, in, in the chat, guys. But um, uh, until then, it's, it's been an absolute pleasure as always.
0: No right, Thank you again for joining us.
2: Thank you so much for having me. Too easy. All right. you, Have a lovely night, guys. Appreciate yeah. it.
0: Bye. <laughs> Bye Cheers. That's amazing. I love interviewing him. That's the second time I've done it. He, Jake is just such a pleasure to interview. And the World of Tanks, uh, ANZ Premier League, is just an amazing thing that they've got got running at the moment. It's so good. Oh, man,
1: you guys are nerding out on numbers I together. Know. Like, I, I, <laughs> say, I love data, too. Like, yeah. This- those numbers
0: at me, I'm all over it. <laughs> yeah, I did that this afternoon. I was sitting down there, going, "Oh, let's go through the let's have a look at the games." We go, oh, that's pretty cool. Uh, but I, uh, like, I was gutted that like that last game. If Perth had won that last game against the Matildas, it hadn't had a win all season, I and mean, mm-hmm. we would have would have jumped up. But. Damn it. Man. Yeah,
1: I appreciate Adelaide having a bit of a comeback story mm. too. Maybe, maybe we'll be in there next year.
0: That's it. Yeah, we'll, we'll draft well. I'm sure there's a draft in there. That's what sports do, isn't it? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they did do a draft. So, mm. well, yeah.
0: But no, very, very interesting. Make sure you tune in for that. Uh, if you listen to the podcast on the Friday, it's tonight on the 20th. Please Please tune in and the grand final on the 27th of November. So, one last thing before we go and uh, hand over the reins to Lukey Bangers with the after show, we got to get the big question out the way. Oh, we do. We do.
1: You well, ready let...
0: to cue up the music? I am. Let's do it. Let's cue the music. Let's cue it. <laughs> big, 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 big Question. It's, a it's a yeah. <laughs> hey. sorry,
1: I can never hear nah, it, so I just have to give nah. your cue. Nah, I'll we'll, join you for the end every we'll, time.
0: We'll get there one day. We'll work out <laughs> how I can put the music from my computer through Discord or something. We'll work it out anyway. But today, the big question, Natty, you've got something yeah. you'd like to ask.
1: I do. So, as a uh, new person. New person to quarantine, as in proper lockdown, because we've had, we've had quarantine here, but we're, seriously, we can't leave our houses for six days at the moment. What games have you guys played to get you through quarantine? Because uh, I, I did download the demo of Just Dance. Uh, earlier today, I think that might be one of my pickups to stop me picking up any uh, extra COVID kilos. Um, <laughs> but we'd love to hear people's suggestions about what's helped them get through if they've been stuck in quarantine, or or what games they think would be good if they um, haven't have been managed to avoid it. So,
0: I know what I picked up when uh, when we were first sort of locking things down a little bit here in WA. It just so happened that Animal Crossing and Doom Eternal came out at the same time. Oh, so, my God. Which, which was quite a juxtaposition of games because they both came out on the same day as well. And Animal Crossing, you can just sit there and just dump hours in it and just make your island look how you want it to. And then Doom Eternal, which is like it's ultra violent and ultra bloody, but it was just so much fun. It was just like... Yeah. The way it flows and the way you generate the ammo and your and, um, and armour and and health in it is that you have to do glory kills. You have to use the chainsaw. You have to use your flamethrower. And it's just, it all flowed so awesomely well.
1: Yeah. I, I know last time we had downtime, uh, Persona 4 had just been uh, re-released on PC and that is in my top five favourite games of all time. So that was something I, I spent a bit of time mm. on and, and Animal Crossing too, because yeah. that's just the best game. Put your, your binge TV on that you mm. don't really mind, like that can just sit in the background and Does then it? and then play your play, yeah. Animal Crossing. Can't yeah. go wrong.
0: Gam- Gamma says he was playing Fire Pro Wrestling World during the lockdown.
1: Well, there you go. Yeah. I haven't even heard of that game. I'm going to have to talk to Gamma about yeah. that later. He yeah. is the font of wrestling knowledge. Nice. I must know more.
0: So, Luki, are you around in chat? I'm sure he will be here somewhere. We can I was
1: going to say, well, while we're waiting, waiting. Mm-hmm. I have that lovely joke I had before I can share.
0: Oh, yes, please, please share.
1: So, Reflex, who is our tournament manager, uh, shared a, a, a joke with us today. Um, so obviously spider-man miles morales has released with the playstation 5 and uh you know huge everywhere but did you know they had to rebrand it for australia and uk they had to call it spider-man kilometers morales <laughs>
0: <laughs> you've already heard the joke i, I know, appreciate like, you I'm laughing still, at I it again g- <laughs> i still get a giggle out of it because it's just it's it's the silliest thing it's like like one of my, my sister's favourite jokes when we were kids, it was like, where do baby apes sleep? Where do,
1: where do baby apes sleep?
0: In an apricot.
1: Oh, my God, that's <laughs> brilliant.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. Oh, we got, got more responses about what they were playing during lockdown. Mintonzo was playing WoW and more WoW and some binding of Isaac on the side. Oh, yeah. And Lukey is apparently Heather.
1: Oh, Heather. (laughs) (laughs) Come Heather?
0: Come Heather, yes.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: So that's all we have for you tonight. Thank you, everybody, for watching. Uh, Thanks, everybody, for being here with us tonight. It's been a blast. Thanks to uh, Luke Truman, product manager from World of Tanks, to come in and talk about the, the final series, the playoffs that they've got going off from friday which will be tonight if you listen to the podcast um so please give them a yell on twitch.tv slash world of tanks um but yeah thank you so much for joining in we'll sign off and we'll catch you next time and remember don't forget to save don't
1: forget to save guys see ya <laughs>